This is episode number 11 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey friends, welcome on to another episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. It's Jesse Mundell and Anita Lambert. So we're so excited to have you join us today. We want to discuss this topic that so many new and seasoned moms experience, and that's challenges with self, self-care, managing stress, and adrenal fatigue. And we're so excited to have our very first guest on the podcast, Dr. Mariska Taylor. And so she is a naturopathic doctor spiritual gangster, green kitchen goddess, dedicated to helping women love, heal, and shine. Her signature approach to health and wellness begins with empowering women to truly love themselves, because when they do, they radicalize the way they care for themselves, mind, body, and spirit, and they authentically show up in their lives, living their truth. Dr. Taylor works with women online, in person, and through wellness retreats. She walks her talk and is currently pursuing her dreams while living on the beautiful island of Turks and Caicos with her husband and four-year-old son. Visit her website, drmariskataylor.com to learn more about her, her work, and grab your free Love Heal Shine kickstart guide empowering you with everything you need to start on your Love Heal Shine journey. So welcome, Mariska, and we'd love for you to share more about yourself and your practice. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm so excited. Excited to be here with you and excited to talk about such an important topic. Um, Okay, so I guess a little bit about me. So as you said, I'm a naturopathic doctor and I came to naturopathic medicine um, through my own health journey, really. Um, I went the conventional route to try to heal an autoimmune condition that I had and the treatments that had worked in the past no longer worked for me. So that caused me to go searching for alternative healthcare and that's how I found naturopathic medicine and um, I had a spontaneous well I guess not a spontaneous healing it was a healing from that um, type of medicine and then that really sparked my interest in mind body wellness and spirituality and how that all works together and so after I finished my undergraduate in science um, I did an undergrad in kinesiology and then I went and did a master's in theology of all things because um, <laughs> I was really interested in spirituality. And then I did my doctorate in naturopathic medicine. So after 13 years of post-secondary education, I brought all of that together and am now practicing as an ND um, that focuses on mind-body uh, medicine and counseling. Yeah, I was practicing in Toronto, and now I've just recently moved. We're coming up on a year of living in um, on the island of Providencialis, which is one of the islands of Turks and Caicos. So really loving it down there. 
That's amazing. So cool to hear about this. And maybe we'll get into that move a little bit more in just a second. It's great timing today. I have an appointment with my naturopathic doctor in about an hour from now after we wrap up. And it's been so key for me in this pregnancy. And I feel like it will be big time postpartum the second time around too. But can you just give us a little bit more insight Mm -hmm. on what is a naturopathic doctor and how does the work that you do help women in general and specifically postpartum? A naturopathic doctor, the main difference um, between us and uh, I guess Western medical doctors is that we spend more time with our patients and we treat the whole person. So it's individualized care. So when you walk into my office, I look at you, Jesse, Anita as like, oh, you know, your whole person, what's happening in your life, not just an individual symptom or or system in the body. And uh, in some provinces in in Canada and some states in the U.S., uh, naturopathic doctors prescribe pharmaceuticals, um, but mostly they don't. And also some do IV therapy. But all naturopathic doctors are trained in Chinese medicine, acupuncture, um, extensive holistic nutrition training, mind-body medicine, functional medicine, botanical medicine, homeopathy. Essentially, we have a lot of tools in our toolbox. And, um, and some MDs will you know, focus more on botanical medicine or Chinese medicine or, or whatever. But really, I guess the difference in what sets us apart is we look at the whole person and, and really look at you, get to know you and what you need. Yeah, and I would say that has been my experience with working with naturopathic doctors currently and in the past as well. Just the conversation with the practitioner is very different, much more in depth compared to, say, an appointment with my general physician. And I have a great GP, but it's just so different. And we talk about so many more aspects of my life and health history that the the care feels so much more specific to what is happening in my body and entire life at this moment. Yeah, like our first, my initial appointment with my patients is like an hour and a half long. Because I want to, I want to know everything about you, and and how did you come to be this way? Like when you walk in my office, it's not just the symptoms; it's what's happening in your marriage, what's happening in, or at work, what's happening. Like, what are you eating on a daily basis, and and talking about all that and getting to know you. What are some things that you help postpartum? But I know there's quite a few things that you help women with depending on their needs. So one thing that's important to stress, and is that there's a time and a place for everything. So Um, naturopathic doctors, I mean, although I think we're amazing, I think it's really important that everyone have a healthcare team. So that includes a medical doctor, you know, I'm obviously biased. I think everyone should have a doula, (laughs) um, you know, a midwife or an OB, an ND, so naturopathic doctor. So really it's about having a team because then you have a wide array of, of specialities and expertise and support. Yes. So key to mention that. And I think that that has become even more clear to me after my first daughter's birth where uh, the traditional medical system was so key in that time period Mm -hmm. and for postpartum as well too. So yeah, Yeah. I love that you mentioned that. It really is a whole team approach and everyone has their specialty and there was room for many different modes of medicine in our lives. So Mariska, if you can share a little bit more about how a naturopathic doctor helps postpartum, because for those listening who don't know, Dr. Taylor is actually my naturopathic doctor, and we worked on some things during pregnancy and also postpartum, but I know there's an array of needs that you can actually help women with. 
naturopathic doctors can help with so much postpartum and actually even leading up to that. So whether it's fertility, um, I actually see a lot of fertility patients, so helping women optimize their fertility to get pregnant. And then throughout pregnancy, obviously, um, in prenatal care. And then postpartum, whether it's postpartum nutrition or recovering from the birth um, with herbs for sit baths and healing your perineum and, and all those sorts of things. Um, also anxiety and depression, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, postpartum thyroid health, adrenal health, digestive concerns, breast milk production, and pediatric care for the infant, whether that's colic, eczema, sleep consulting, constipation, et cetera. So really, again, it, it goes back to um, we're like family doctors, but we just use different tools. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah. I think that my first experience with the naturopathic doctor was when I was trying to get pregnant the first time around and was coming off the pill after goodness, like 10, 12 years of being on birth control and had a really difficult time coming off it and getting a cycle back that was any sort of regular. So that was my first experience and that helped me to become pregnant the first time. And then mm -hmm. in this second pregnancy, I've been using the care quite a bit to manage nausea and heartburn. And what I'm so excited about yeah. this time around postpartum is knowing that my rest time is going to be very much cut down, especially with a three-year-old and a newborn at home. But also, uh, postpartum the first time around, I got sick so often. And so mm -hmm. I'm really interested to, to just support my health better this time around in terms of that exhaustion, um, helping to build some build some nutrient stores back up because I just felt so yeah. freaking depleted postpartum the first time. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. And that's often what I'll see is is moms, new moms will come in, or not even new moms, there's moms really. I mean, um and you are depleted because you've just literally grown a human being inside of your body. <laughs> And, and and you prioritize them first. Like your body, your physiology prioritizes them first. So mom will often, often, you know, be iron deficient and her thyroid might be a bit off or her adrenals will be taxed. And because we also try to do so much um, and try to keep the pre-baby lifestyle, post-baby in some cases, which is very difficult. And if you have to go back to work right away, um, you know, within three months, that can also be really taxing for a lot of moms. This is a huge conversation for many of my clients who are in the US and they're going back to work as early as six weeks postpartum, which seems wild to, I can't even yeah. imagine what that would feel like in your life and your body. This can kind of segue us into the adrenal conversation a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Can you just explain really what our adrenals are? And I think a lot of us postpartum are hearing this term thrown around of adrenal fatigue. What is that? Yeah, so um, your adrenal glands are two glands. They're kind of like small pyramid triangular uh, glands that sit on top of your kidney. So you have two of them, one on each kidney. And they produce uh, numerous uh, hormones, one of them being cortisol, which is your stress hormone. So every time you become stressed, those little glands will pump out some cortisol to help your body go into fight or flight um, and to, you know, I guess prehistoric days run from that saber-toothed tiger or <laughs> nowadays get through rush hour traffic 
or get to the grocery store before it closes, um, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, you also get it post-exercise. You'll get a little um, a release of cortisol. But that's um, what they do. Um, they also produce other hormones as well. But I guess adrenal fatigue specific, sorry, what adrenal fatigue specifically means is that after long periods of being stressed out, so chronic stress can lead to that gland becoming fatigued. And so it's been pumping out like stress hormone constantly and it just literally becomes fatigue. So you have what is a normal cortisol curve. So when you wake up in the morning, your cortisol is higher um, than it is throughout the rest of the day and then it gradually goes down. Um, so if you kind of picture it like a ski slope, so you start higher in the day, like 6 a.m., that's how you're supposed to wake up naturally um, in the morning um, from cortisol, and then the levels dip down throughout the day, and then they kind of come up a little bit. People call it their second wind around like 5 o'clock or even sometimes earlier, a little bit later, and then it goes back down, and it's supposed to be at its lowest in the evenings when you go to bed, and melatonin is at its highest, and it stays low, your cortisol, and then it comes back up, gradually waking you up. But over time, if your body is constantly being stressed and you're pumping that um, cortisol out and the adrenals become fatigued, then your cortisol curve changes and it can become flatlined. So I remember when I graduated from naturopathic school, uh, we joke around that everyone graduates with adrenal, adrenal fatigue so that we know how to heal it, <laughs> how to treat it. So I graduated with adrenal fatigue before I even got pregnant. So um, yeah. <laughs> That was rough, but I remember getting my um, cortisol curve tested and and just seeing that flat line. And now, obviously, it, it's changed a lot because I've treated it. But there's so much you can do. I think the first step is really just recognizing that you're tired and that you need some support. What might be the symptoms or the telling signs for moms who are experiencing some adrenal fatigue, fatigue or that their adrenals are needing some TLC? versus just regular general fatigue? Like, are there defining symptoms that we might know are specific to one or the other? Yeah, so I think an important thing to um, realize with adrenal fatigue is it's a spectrum. So it's not that, okay, like it's not really black and white, it's really different shades of gray. So it can start from just being, you know, feeling some mild fatigue to someone who really has a hard time getting out of bed in the morning um and some people actually just can't <laughs> so that's you know they're really 100 percent burnt out so it's really a spectrum and to identify where you're at on those on that spectrum and your naturopathic doctor can go through different questionnaires with you i know i have questionnaires i i take my patients through just to kind of identify where they're at so you know a lot of women will be what i call tired and wired so they're really tired but they can't really calm their bodies down um, and so they're wired and they have trouble sleeping and, and that sort of thing. Uh, another telltale sign of adrenal fatigue is you wake up feeling unrefreshed in the morning or no matter how much downtime and rest you get, you still don't feel rejuvenated. So that's a sign that your cortisol curve has, has shifted um, and has been changed. But it could just be that some women have, and men too, I don't mean to exclude men, but often it's women that we see, um, you know, they have mild adrenal fatigue and they're just not feeling rejuvenated after the weekend or, you know, even after a full night's sleep and they just need a little bit of support. There's, we'll talk more about it after, but 
um, there's a wide array of, array of herbs and even lifestyle modifications and dietary modifications you can make to support you no matter where you're at on that spectrum. So whether it's just mild fatigue to full out burnout. I think that'll be super helpful for all our listeners because I agree that sometimes I think we just don't know, right? If it's a dream yeah. or if it's just kind of general. Um, yeah. And I think this is a great way to go into um, this idea. I think that comes up a lot, especially in motherhood, is this idea of grace, not perfection concept. Mm-hmm. So that let's kind of not be wor- like not worry about being superwoman. And mm-hmm. so can you explain a bit why it's so important to care for adrenals, manage stress and anxiety, especially postpartum? Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll first start by answering that with um, kind of telling you a bit my sto- about my story and how I came to be so passionate about this. So uh, like I said, I was, you know, I got pregnant when I had already had burnout. I uh, was graduating from naturopathic school and in my final year of clinic, um, seeing patients, I was in my first trimester. And so I had had my adrenals tested um, a year before that, and I knew I had adrenal fatigue. So I'm trying to manage that, finish school, got pregnant, graduated in my second trimester, then wrote my exams, my licensing exams. And I was eight months pregnant, and they were five days long, those exams. Um, and then, you know, had my son, I had to repeat part of those exams. So wrote them again when he was three months old, then started a business when he was six months old. And I look back at that time and think, oh my God, what the hell was I doing? Um, and I was just trying to move ahead with life and looking around and comparing myself to other people and felt like I needed to, to just, you know, keep up and and also, I'm, I'm that type of personality. I'm a go-getter, and I just wanted to, you know, bull through and, and get things done. But it ended up uh, a year and a half into, the, into my practice, I experienced not just burnout. I actually ended up in the hospital um, with uh, heart arrhythmia. And so I had taken – it's like the adrenal fatigue wasn't enough, and then I also had psoriasis covering um, a lot of my body, which – again, was my body's way of saying, hey, too much, slow down. Um, But I had a pretty demanding um, business partner at the time and a demanding life, and I was trying to do everything. And it wasn't until my heart started to, um, literally, I developed this arrhythmia from stress. And I remember one night I thought I was having a heart attack because I had pain going down my left arm and my heart was beating right regularly and I felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest I felt nauseous and I called 911 and I was you know whisked away to emerge in an ambulance while my two-year-old was watching and wondering what was wrong with mommy and that was when that was my wake-up call that was when I thought okay this is this is enough and I made radical changes in my life like radical changes (laughs) to take care of myself and realize that here I was a naturopathic doctor and a new mom and preaching about self-care and the importance of loving ourselves and putting ourselves first. And I hadn't actually been doing it. And so it was time that I did it. And I did. And, uh, Anita, you know, cause you know me personally, I did make radical changes mm-hmm. and you know, I didn't need to go on medication for my heart. I did it all naturally just by changing my life and my psoriasis is drastically healing, um, to the point where, 
you know, it's, it's not even the same compared to what it was and spend more time with my kid and life has really changed, um, just from putting myself first. But it's something that women, I feel like we find so difficult because we're not trained to do that. We're trained to feel guilty putting ourselves first. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know because yeah, we do know each other personally (laughs) that, um, I've seen you make those changes and then how that's kind of resulted in how you've felt. Um, and I think it's really key to notice because I know Jess, you probably have this happen with clients. Often when I have clients come in with pain or symptoms coming back, we start to go through, you know, explaining that sometimes the brain's way of letting you know something isn't okay um, if it's trying to tell you in other ways but sometimes you need to have physical symptoms for you to kind of pay attention and wake up Mm -hmm. Um, and I find that's common with with pain and other physical symptoms that you know if there's too much stress too much too many balls in the air um, and you're not able to recognize that or make changes sometimes the brain then finds another way to let you know and that can be a physical response to it for new moms um especially because it's a transformational experience when you become a mom yes you you birth a child and physiologically there's all of that which is you know nothing to uh, take lightly but your entire life changes and so yes it's an incredible experience but it's also extremely stressful um and I remember when I was a new mom, I also suffered from postpartum depression. And I, even being a medical practitioner, I didn't know um, what it was like to experience that firsthand because I had never done it. And I had only learned so much. So to be a new mom, trying to adjust to taking care of this innocent little child who needed me to survive, but then also trying to care for myself after, you know, a pretty intense labor and then it's just it, there's so many demands and um and then have to ha- you know anxiety and depression on top of that uh it can be quite overwhelming so uh it's really important that women understand that you know it's okay to not be superwoman in fact i would encourage you to try not to be um to just take it at one step at a time but really look at your needs and what your self care um what your needs are for your self care and put those first and then you, you, when you put in the tank, you put so much in the tank, you can have energy to look after your child and, and do other things. So, yeah. Yeah, this is such an important conversation and something that I talk with my clients a lot about is how we deserve to take care of ourselves because we are people who deserve care. And it's not simply just so we can then care for other people, although that is a key role in mothering and parenting, but simply because we are humans and we deserve to feel good in our lives. And so many moms really don't. I would love for you to share some of those shifts you made in your own life when you had that big wake up call experience. Yeah. So I guess the biggest thing um, when I had that wake up call was, I had to get real (laughs) with myself um, about what my needs actually were and how I had often, in many areas of my life, I hadn't given myself uh, permission to meet those needs because I didn't feel worthy of them. I didn't feel worthy of that care. And that was when I realized that I 
actually didn't love myself um, as much as I thought I had. And it's not like loving yourself is not necessarily bubble baths and pedicures, although I love those things. It's really about having self-compassion and in self-esteem and and really uh, growing in your self-awareness. So that way you get to know you and who are you and what what are your dreams and what are your wants and what are things that you need to be a healthy functioning you in this world. And I had lost touch with that. Um, and I think I'd even lost touch with that before I had my kid. Um, but even more so after becoming a mom because his needs – uh, were so demanding and, and so tangible. Like I, you know, he needs to be breastfed. He needs his diaper needs to be changed. And I kind of lost myself. And so when I had the heart scare and that was my big wake up call, uh, I, I left <laughs> first of all. And once I got out of the hospital, I went on vacation. I went to Turks, which is, you know, partly to explain my love affair with that, with that place. I went to Turks and Caicos and, um, luckily my, you know, I had support and my family could look after my two-year-old while I went away. And uh, that was a big deal, just that in and of itself, that mommy went away by herself for, you know, a week. And so I sat and I made a list of all the things that I needed in, in order to be a healthy, happy Mariska. Like, what do I need in my physical life? Like, what do I need to eat in order to feel great? What do I, like, do I need to exercise? What type of exercise? Uh, how much me time do I need? Uh, you know, how much, you know, time do I want with my husband? How much time do I want with my kid? How much time do I want with my friends? Uh, just like literally going down the list of everything about me. It was like this massive brain dump on a piece of paper. And then, um, you know, this took time, but over time I created a life template and that may sound a bit anal retentive, but that's what I needed to do for me was I created, I took all the things, I called them my MITs, which is also my initials, <laughs> but my MITs stand for uh, most important things. And what are my MITs? What are my most important things? And I scheduled those in first. And then I had to put up massive boundaries and say no and only do, so it meant saying no to my patients often, which felt really uncomfortable at first because I was afraid that my practice would suffer, but it didn't. Um, it actually only thrived and um, because I was showing up more for everybody. And again, not that you show up more so that you can serve other people, but you just show up. Um, and yeah, so I put massive boundaries up and I, I said no a lot. I know I disappointed a lot of people, but I did what I had to do for me. And it, in disappointing others, it wasn't doing so in a malicious way. It was, you know, I, you know, I'm doing this because I have to care for myself and put myself first. And you do so graciously. And, and often people understand. Um, so I put up those massive boundaries. And another thing I did is I, I needed to leave the city. And uh, we moved our family. Like, that was the most radical thing, I think, is aside from I left the other business that I was involved in and, and started doing my own thing so that I had no one telling me what I, I needed to be my own boss a hundred percent and needed to work only with myself, uh, which gave me tremendous control as a mother, uh, over my schedule. And then I wanted to move to the Caribbean, uh, for my psoriasis and, and heal my skin. Cause I always felt so good when I was there and we did, we made that happen. So I guess, you know, what it, the, but it starts with the first step is sitting and gaining that self-awareness where and then getting real about where you're actually at, where are you at? What do you need? 
and what can you do to make those changes that need to happen? Oh, I love this so much. It's uh, <laughs> such good reminders for everyone and hopefully some inspiration. What I think uh, was such a standout for me in that was how you're mentioning setting up some really hard boundaries and how oh. key that is to our health and the enjoyment of our lives. For me, I know, and you kind of touched on it, I am definitely a recovering people pleaser. And oh. so it is so difficult when you're used to saying yes to people constantly for them or you're worried about their reactions. And then when you start to shift that and to really dial in to what it is that you want and what lights you up and what can keep you healthy and alive and when you start saying no and you start to become less attached to what other might, other people might feel and think about that that's a huge shift in your life and I definitely grew up you know being a people pleaser and that's kind of how I learned to um just kind of get by in the world was you know well if I do this for people then they'll love me or they'll like me and I'll get the love that I'm looking for and and the biggest wake-up call, I think, with that for me was when I discovered that no one else can give me what I'm looking for. The love that I was looking for that's truly satisfying, I found within myself. And the approval that I was really looking for, I needed to give myself. And of course, it's, you know, I'm not saying that I don't love to have loved ones and family members and friends in my life. That's what makes life beautiful. But there is something very satisfying and soul-quenching when you learn to give yourself first and foremost what you need and love yourself and give yourself the approval. Because so many of us spend our time externally focused. So we are always looking to others to let us know whether or not we're okay. Like, is this okay? Can I do this? Can I shine? Can I do this? Like, can I show up and, and be amazing? And, and can, or, you know, like we're always looking for that love and approval outside of ourselves. Uh, rather than being internally focused and finding it within. And I feel like so many of us have lost touch with ourselves um, because we've been so externally focused and, and looking to others for all of our needs to be met. Yeah, I think that's really key. And um, I think also for everyone listening to know, like, this isn't you're going to do this one time and then all of this. Oh God, no. Like this is a constant (laughs) journey and it's not easy. It's not easy to set boundaries. The three of us are very similar. Easy to say no and not easy to set those boundaries, um, whether it's work life or family life or personal life. So just to know that this is definitely a journey you'll be going on to, to be doing this. And there's steps that'll be, that you'll take and you'll learn as you go. I know kind of, I've been reflecting on this before we did the recording And um, even I feel like I've been getting better. But then recently there was a decision I said yes to that I really wish I had said no to. And that was like a learning process. And I'm like, okay, I'll get through this. And to know that next time if something similar would come up, I would say no, because it's just not a priority for me. And I don't feel um, it's authentically kind of what I want to do with my time. So Yeah, I think it's good for everyone listening, whether you're a mom or not, this is something everyone could actually do and benefit from. And that's where I feel like grace and compassion are so key to this process. And it is a process, it's a journey. It's not like all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to have my new life template and I'm going to say no and everything's going to be perfect. And it's not about perfection. This is about a journey. 
and I'm still on it. I've made radical changes and my life looks very different. Um, I'm a very different person than I was two years ago or three years ago, but uh, I'm still, you know, making these decisions and, and putting this stuff into practice on a daily basis and still struggle with stuff. So, um, but I think, again, it's important to have that compassion for yourself to not strive to be perfect because it's not about perfection and have grace for yourself and for others because other people may still be stuck in that, you know, um, people pleasing mode and they may not understand, they may accuse you of being self-centered and, and, you know, have grace for them and know like, you know, I'm doing what I need to do for me and, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I love, them the best. <laughs> well, that's true. And I think it's good to recognize that in others. Cause I love, uh, Brene Brown. I think all three of us know her. Yeah. Um, yeah that she says to, it can be hard, but to always just assume that everyone else is doing the best they can. Um, Even if you may not agree or you don't quite understand, but just know everyone is actually doing the best they can with the decisions that they're making. Um, Exactly. And I think it would be really good. I know we had a lot of um, listeners ask about supplements postpartum, because I think as naturopathic doctors, that's kind of, people always assume NDs give supplements. So, can you um, share with us just some of the supplements you would tend to recommend uh, moms or um, when you're postpartum at any point? Yeah, I can give you a highlight reel of some of my favorites. Um, I, I'm a, one of those NDs that I only prescribe when absolutely necessary because I think that so much can be altered and changed and improved in our lives by changing our lifestyle habits and changing our diet. Uh, first and foremost. So I, I do that a lot with my patients and then I add in what's needed. Um, but there are some incredible herbs out there. I think that uh, the power of plants to heal the body, whether it's through vegetables that you're ingesting or or botanical medicine that you're ingesting is um, severely underrated and undervalued, um, but it's incredible. Um so, yeah, my highlight reel, so adaptogens are, are the herbs that are used um, to treat adrenal fatigue for the most part. There's some uh, other vitamins and nutrients that are, are used as well, but adaptogens are basically a group of herbs that help the body adapt to stress, hence why they're called adaptogens. Um, and I love withania, which is also called uh, ashwagandha, uh, licorice, holy basil, rhodiola, there's a, a few different ginsengs like Eleutherococcus or, um, yeah, a bunch of different ginsengs that are great. I love uh, anxiolytics such as, so anxiolytics are, are herbs, again, that are used to help the body. Um, they calm the nervous system, so they help to counteract anxiety. So I love lemon balm. It's one that you'll see a lot in tea. Passion flower or passiflora is another name for it. Chamomile, which everyone knows, uh, cava cava, which is one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> it's a root uh, that's ground up and hot water extracted, um, and it acts like GABA, which is a nerve, sorry, a neurotransmitter in the body, and it it calms the body down. And then I love St. John's wort because it tonifies the nervous system. So someone who's stressed out all the time and they have that like kind of like jittery feel, like you can't really calm down. Uh, St. John's wort is awesome for that. It's also an antidepressant, a natural antidepressant. And skullcap, which is also called scutellaria. It's really great. So those are just a few. 
um, herbs that I think, you know, are amazing for anxiety, depression, and, and uh, help the body adapt to stress. Of course, check with your NP, uh, your naturopathic doctor, if you're breastfeeding or, or you're currently pregnant. And also some of those, like St. John's wort, for example, will interact with other medications, so you want to be careful. Sounds good. It gives me more hope postpartum this time around, to be honest with you, just talking about this and having this conversation and knowing that there are options. There are options. Yeah, and those are just the herbs that I mentioned. Like you have lots of, um, you know, vitamins and nutrients such as B vitamins and probiotics and iron, if iron is needed after pregnancy. So often it is, so often, so mums, like my, my ferritin was 80 before I had Odin and it dropped to three, <laughs> which is extremely low. Um, and so I didn't have to supplement. I used a cast iron pan and ate a lot of iron rich foods and was able to bring mine back up. But supplementation again can be used. Just talk with your naturopathic doctor about that. And then there's, you know, eating well, I mentioned that before, but the importance of vegetables in a whole food diet, um, so that you're, I think that's the hardest, well, one of the hardest things as a new mom is feeding yourself. <laughs> um, so I always say to my friends um, who are having babies or or I ask my friends who are having babies, like, what can I cook for you? What can I bring by and stock your freezer? Because I feel like that's such an amazing gift to give a new mom. All right, Mariska, it's fascinating to hear you talk about all of this. I know we could probably talk for hours more, but we have toddlers who need to be picked up and toddlers that need naps today can you just share where we can find out more about you your work how someone might get in touch with you you can uh, learn more about me and my work on my website i uh, also do retreats in turks and Caicos. so any of you moms who can get away <laughs> come on down and visit me there um, i also work with people online and uh and in person in my practice uh, i have an awesome opt-in that um, I've just created, which is a kickstart guide. So it's the Love, Heal, Shine kickstart guide, which I talk about a lot of this stuff that we talked about today in the podcast. So, you know, creating that self-awareness, what are my needs and, um, you know, who, who am I? What do I want? What are my dreams? What are my needs? And how can I get those met in my life? Um, so, yeah. So I would love to share that with your listeners. So that's uh, a free, a free guide that they can download on my website. But I'm also on Instagram at Dr. Mariska Taylor, ND. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And so just to uh, review what we talked about today. So how naturopathic doctors can help you postpartum with physical, mental, and your emotional health. Also tips for managing stress and why understanding adrenal fatigue is so important. And so Jess, what's coming up on our next episode? We're so excited for this next one because it is a Q&A episode. So we are going to be diving into your questions that you have sent in via email and social media. We're going to cover a range of topics and probably give you a bit more insight into our lives and some of the personal stuff you've been asking us about. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today and we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 